Have you ever thought that there's something you want to do in life, but you, then you think, uh, no, I can't possibly do that, or there's no females that do that, or there's no males that do that? Well, then you're going to want to hear today's episode. I'm talking with Mallory Denae of Slay Style Co. She's a personal stylist, and not only are we going to hear a little bit about how she got into styling, but we're also going to hear some really interesting styling tidbits. In fact, one that talks about your body type that totally blew my mind. Let's begin. You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. So, Mallory, how did you get started in styling? So I've always been obsessed with style and fashion, but just never really realized it was a possibility until I came across a job working more so with like catalog shoots and styling that sort of thing and still did locations and worked with some models but it was a little bit different. After doing that for a while I realized I didn't like working in a warehouse or just with photography. I liked more so working with people but didn't necessarily just want to work with models and the more I I worked with it I realized that personal styling was of course an option and that I really liked the one-on-one connection with people, helping individuals develop their style and gain a sense of confidence and the life-changing things that can occur there. That's what I felt more passionate about. So right before we started the podcast, Mallory and I were actually talking about her stand-up comedy. Yep, she is also a stand-up comedian. I forgot to mention that at the beginning. Um, But Mallory, one of the things that was interesting that you said about going into stand-up comedy is you said, you know, I just never thought that I could do it. And then you said the same thing about styling. Was there something monumental that happened that just made you see things differently and think, oh, I can do this? I mean, things like discovering doing stand-up comedy was definitely like a big awakening to like my own confidence in the things that I could do. It is funny you kind of bring that up because it was also from being so broke from doing like stand-up comedy and like being a barista that I was like, this also is not working. So what can, what shift can I make in my life to actually, you know, sustainably make a living and love what I'm doing and Mm. like not do like food service? So And, of course, it just clicked with passions that I've always had. Mm -hmm. Um, It is crazy to think that these things seem so obvious once you get them. But um, that's also something I feel passionate about, like with same with female comedy that's like less represented, like female entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship is also very difficult and scary and things you like don't quite realize until you start digging into them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just listening to Michelle Obama do an interview, and she said something that was so profound. She said, failure is just a feeling. What a great way to see things, because so many times, like you said, it is scary, and we think, like, what if we fail at all this stuff? But in reality, well, it's not reality. (laughs) You know, it's just feelings. And once we're able to be self-aware about those feelings and understand them, then we kind of can navigate through them. So now that you have a successful styling company, what do you think sets Slay Style Co. apart from other people? I feel like I kind of have two answers to this. So I started off with the intention of serving mostly 
other entrepreneurs. They themselves are their brand, basically. So kind of seeing how important it is to convey yourself on social media and how much you have to network as an entrepreneur, that is one thing that I've kind of sets me apart. And then as I've taken this journey, it's gone like to a little bit of a place that I feel like I wanted to go, but thought it wasn't professional enough. But after uh, more coaching and going along this journey, I guess I just had this interesting coaching call recently with one of my style teachers that I have. And we were just talking about, she's like, you know, you like seem really millennial with what you're doing. And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, yes, I am very millennial. And we just had this conversation of kind of this weird transition period that I know a lot of people go through of like growing up as millennials, yeah. like of like how to be more professional, how to, I just know so many people who are like, you know, I'm still wearing my band t-shirts. I don't know how to change my style or like, I have no idea what business casual means. So that's kind of a bit of rebranding that I'm doing at the moment is kind of like opening it up in this way of teaching people how to grow up with their style a little yeah. bit, but also stay um, true to who they are. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's something that feels a little underrepresented with style because style is so like designer is so like this one way I mean as a personal stylist you definitely want to cater to an individual style but I do feel like my strength is kind of coming from like a bit of a of a spunkier place yeah. and kind of helping people who like feel like fashion is extremely foreign to them and why should fashion be a big part of personal branding that's your first introduction to anybody you know, we want to say that the outside doesn't matter, but it's not true because it's what people see. And so I still stand by the fact that you should be confident in your own style and what is you. It's your first introduction to somebody and you're showing how you care and the intention that you put into it. I had this epiphany getting into personal styling that whenever I talk to people about style, most of their talk about it was very negative and it was very like oh I like can't pull this off or like I don't care about style and like a lot of those words of like I don't care I was like oh you're just showing people that you don't care then and they pick up on that like yeah I just kind of realized this <laughs> connection between you can't you can't say that you don't care about these things and that doesn't reflect to the outside world personal styling is very personal and there's a lot of emotions tied to our style and what we wear. Women especially have body, you know, confidence issues. And like, there's just a lot of that that's tied up together. So my goal is to open that idea up. If we can find a way to get you to connect with your own confidence and reflect that in a style that makes you feel awesome, then you're showing the world that you're ready to show up and ready to be present in who you are. For most people, what do you think is the biggest challenge or hurdle? I would say it is the disconnect between thinking, oh, style has to do with fashion, like that has nothing to do with me. And really, it's the connecting with yourself to feel confident in your body and who you are and reflecting that. Okay, let's talk body types. How can we dress to fit our specific body type? It was funny because when you had, uh, when we had talked before this, you were like, mentioned different body types. And I don't know, I can't remember if you actually said this, but like, 
what's the difference between an apple and a pear or something well, like yeah, that. Well, yeah, there's like, there's a bazillion different ones. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, or is that the same thing? Inverted triangle, hourglass, round pear, triangle, and rectangle. What the <laughs> heck is that? Right. So What the heck? I say throw that away. Okay. Good. <laughs> Fine. I'm ripping that paper right, up. Ripping yeah. that it's interview like, and a- I, I still don't get it. I'm like, people will still say apple body. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> same. Yes. Like, what is that? Yes. Yeah, it doesn't translate. I took schooling as a personal stylist through School of Style, and one of the things that blew my mind was learning about body types. And the way that she describes it is basically where your proportions are at. So there's bigger on the top, bigger on the bottom, bigger in the middle, uh, hourglass, and then... um, like a column or that's no curves. so much easier it makes sense because you're like oh i know i have right <laughs> stop <down> there. <laughs> yeah stop comparing me to a fruit right like exactly. i don't like i sorry i don't relate to that no, no. it does okay, not make sense got it right this is so much easier okay. exactly if you don't know you can measure because sometimes we're you know a lot of people can be like of course i'm bigger in the middle but yeah. like that's not that's sure. actually less people are yeah It sounds like a little anti-feminist or like, you know, a little backwards. But basically what you are trying to do is to maintain an hourglass shape. So, for example, if you're bigger on the bottom, you're trying to add more to the top and not the bottom. Yeah. And vice versa. Got it. And then if you're an hourglass, you're trying to maintain what you have. Yeah. If you have no curves, you're trying to add on top and bottom. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So you're saying if you're bigger on the bottom, bring on the shoulder pads. Exactly. Yeah. If you're bigger on the top, no shoulder pads or like no decals and things like on top. You want to like. Yeah. And a lot of it, the funniest part about styling is that it is literally all an optical illusion. Yeah. (laughs) It's literally just like where you're drawing attention. Like that's all you have to think of is like your people's eyes are being drawn somewhere. So if you like are drawing it somewhere else for them Mm -hmm. that's like all it is so like celebrity styling like no matter what shape somebody is or like how big they are like it's just that expertise of like your your eyes going to something with all of these illusions whether it's like the stitching of something or all of these additions the day that people can make swimsuits an optical illusion (laughs) will be the day that we all will celebrate right right (laughs) There are so many shirts these days that are really big. I know. What? I can't do it. What do you do? I mean, (laughs) how does anybody do it? Because if you're bigger on bottom, that doesn't work. It works if you're bigger on the bottom because you're adding on the top. There's certain styles. So I don't know why everything is so baggy right now and so oversized. It's like mom jeans and oversized sweaters. And like that looks like garbage on me. Like I won't wear it. Right. Same kind of more so works with somebody who's more has like no curves because it's draped mm-hmm. over them yeah so there's kind of like a draping factor whereas so there could be an illusion of curves exactly ah mm-hmm. okay I'm getting this I'm getting this okay that helps the other thing too that I want to talk to you about is because I have done this since maybe high school or so and I always thought people were probably going what is she doing <laughs> if there was like a bigger shirt I would tuck part of it in the front mm-hmm. of my pants just because otherwise it just would look like one big what apple (laughs) is that what is that what we're going for um but anyway so I would tuck it in so that at least it would kind of look like okay maybe it's not just one big apple it's like 
exactly. an apple that's eaten in the middle. <laughs> right, right. That's a good way to put it. Like, with a bite out of it. It's a bad, right. bad visual. Should, Sorry, I guys. should just create more fruit. Yes, no. yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so waste definition is a huge part. So if you're slightly tucking, that is showing <laughs> where your waist is. Okay. So things like a French tuck or a slight tuck is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's why like high-waisted jeans, anything high-waist is mm-hmm. you are, that's the illusion of bringing your waist to the smallest part of it mm-hmm. instead of the lowest part. So like, I don't know, low-rise jeans don't right. make sense to me like for almost anybody. Yeah. But unless sure. you're trying to accentuate your bottom but mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. things like that you're you're trying to define your waist that's yeah. like a very important thing to keep in mind even if you were to just add like a small belt over a sweater that's I do defining love your waist belts yes mm-hmm. i use a lot of belts mm-hmm. okay so one of the things that i've gotten better at over the years but i mean i still have my overalls from mm-hmm. get this middle school <laughs> that I still wear. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, well, I was a little bigger in middle school, so actually I'm like, yeah, <laughs> no more. <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> but all of us have things in our closet that are like, oh, we probably should get rid of. Do you have like even just one tip of how do we even start that process of going through our closets and getting rid of things that we, sh- we shouldn't even be wearing, we shouldn't even have in our closet? Purging is one of the best things that you can do. (laughs) I mean, honestly, that's like a large part of my job is honestly just giving people permission to throw away what they already knew to throw Mm -hmm. away Um, is me just showing up and they're like, does this work? I'm like, no. No. And they're like, I, yeah, never wear. I'm like, okay, then. (laughs) Right. Right. My theory with closets is that we have a lot of dread with our closets. You know, it's the first thing that you're looking at and everyone is always like, I have nothing to wear and I hate what I have. And that is how you're starting off your day. And it's entirely unnecessary to start your day off with like that terrible feeling. So you just have to absolutely either do it yourself or hire me (laughs) to go (laughs) through your closet and whatever you do not wear. I mean, it's very simple, but we get stuck in these things. Whatever you do not wear, like haven't worn in six months or more, give it away. If you hate how you feel in it, give it away. If it does not fit anymore, give it away. To me, it was just better to have way less options of what to wear and knowing that like I loved it and that it fit right than stuff I was keeping just in case. Our clothes kind of are emotional. You're like, oh, I wore this to that one thing. And you like kind of remember that, but you never wear it. Just kind of like being, if it gave you some good memories, being grateful. If it Mm. makes you feel bad, then like just getting rid of it and knowing that that you're like honoring yourself by doing that. Can we take that and implement it too when we go shopping for stuff? As far as like really, when in the dressing room going, okay, do I really, really, really love this? Mm -hmm. Or is this just something that I think I need or is it for a deeper reason why I'm buying this exactly that's part of why the best thing to do is go through and purge your closet first so when I work with people I usually like to go through their closet with them get rid of what they don't need anymore and then like have an intentional shopping list to like fulfill what they do need going in with more intention of what it is you've been wanting or what it is that you need reassessing if it's just what's in You know, there's things that can be in that you still love and look great on you, but just kind of asking if it's just fit that. Um, 
But yeah, I think it's changed how I've shopped. Once I did like a true purge and got rid of everything, I was like, oh, well, now that I did that work, I'm not going to buy things that are just going to go backwards and then I'm going to have to do it again. Yeah. So having that having that intention of just taking a minute if it really does bring you joy. Sure. Yeah. So what about on a daily basis? I think that for me is my biggest challenge because I do love fashion, but as I get older and I mean, we own a studio, (laughs) I have my voiceover career, acting, podcast, you know, the time that now I have to stand in front of the mirror and try different things and go, you know what, let me just, <laughs> let me try that jacket and see how that looks layered. Ooh, I like that. You know, I don't have that that time as much anymore. And so that's where I struggle with then just opting for jeans and a long mm-hmm. sleeve Henley shirt, long sleeve shirt. Yeah, that's my, my staple. Yeah, that's part of what I do as a stylist or if you're to hire one is kind of like having a game plan so you Mm. like what I do for people is create a virtual closet where I like put together outfits from what you own and then you kind of it's just already kind of done (laughs) yeah for you and it's something you can refer to so there's that or just you know you could like plan on your own terms of like just if you do have the time uh, trying to put a little bit more creativity into it but mostly it's it's just small things it's not about getting overwhelmed about it it's small additions that you can make such as mostly accessories or shoes or try hats even though you think you can't wear hats hmm. like it's really just a little bit of different things that can add to it I like that idea I mean because e- even if you did have kind of your set stuff that you go to like a Steve Jobs type of thing not that extreme but um, <laughs> you know but then if you did have some fun different shoes that you change out or hat or other accessories that would be a lot less intimidating than having to redo new creative outfits every day Right. Yeah, that's what I hear the most is like people are like, I don't have style. I just wear a t-shirt and jeans and that's mm-hmm. never going to change. It's like there you could still mix that up. You can yeah. like, you know, even like if you mix up how you're like tucking it in or shoes really are huge mm-hmm. as like an addition. Uh, what have you heard from your clients after they've worked with you? Have you heard anything that's either a running theme or they said, oh, my gosh, I just I feel better in my work. I feel better, you know, on social media. I mean, what what's some of the things that they've said? Definitely the confidence and kind of getting rid of that overwhelm. So just like there's a huge relief factor of knowing that you've gotten rid of what you don't need to in your closet that you know like when you wake up that things are just kind of a little bit more ready to go the relief with that and also just understanding the information of their body type and like how to wear what's right for them like Mm -hmm. takes away so much guesswork and like really takes away all of that negativity where it's nothing is wrong with you or your body it's just your understanding of how to better dress it yeah so yeah definitely relief with that and I think well Mallory thank you so much for being on the podcast today I really appreciate you gave us such great insight and we didn't even get a chance to talk about holiday stuff but I think all of this 
can relate to holiday outfits and and then you know what if you if you're stuck just call Mallory Mm -hmm. that's what she does (laughs) so Mallory if people want to be able to hire you or to follow along with you maybe even not right now that they're ready but you know in a few months or so how can they find out more information very active on social media especially Instagram at Slay Style Co and then if you go to my website slaystyleco.com you can find more information there The best thing is just to call me. I do free consultations, so that kind of gives me a better idea of what people are looking for um, and what package that they need, and I'm always trying to reconfigure what packages work best for people and definitely have a passion for reaching different budget points, so don't let budgets scare you. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I love it. Thanks again, Mallory. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know, either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Heidi Rue. Also be kind, because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 